Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Welcome to day 36 of the Quran We take short passages from the Quran daily We extract practical lessons from it Apply it into our lives so that we can be more Quranic InshaAllah today we continue our study of Surah Al-Baqarah We're currently reading ayah number 23 And the ayah reads A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem وَإِن كُنْتُمْ فِي رَيْبٍ مِّمَّا نَزَّلْنَا عَلَىٰ عَبْدِنَا فَأْتُوا بِسُورَةٍ مِّن مِّثْلِهِ وَادْعُوا شُهَدَاءَكُمْ مِّن دُونِ اللَّهِ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ صدق الله العظيم And if you have doubt in what we have sent down to our servant, then produce a surah like it and call all your experts apart from Allah if you are truthful. This ayah, as we have mentioned yesterday, is the first challenge in the Qur'an for those people who doubt the truthfulness of the Qur'an, that this is coming from Allah, then produce a surah like it. In another ayah, Allah challenged mankind and genies Go, work together, collaborate and produce an ayah like it. Surely you will not be able to do it. Now, what is so special about the Qur'an that Allah challenged 1400 years ago? Until today, no one has been able to respond to it. The Arabs during the time of the Prophet, they were proud of their language abilities. So the first and foremost miracle of the Qur'an, it is a linguistic miracle. The precision of the language. You, this is something that you cannot fully grasp until you immerse yourself in the Arabic language. But what about us, those who are not Arabic speakers, those who do not have the time to invest in learning Arabic and all its intricacies? You will find, even in translations, the precision of the language that is being used. You will see the miraculous nature that it is impossible for a human being who is unlettered now, the fact that the Prophet did not read nor write is a miracle in itself. The Qur'an being an oral tradition, when you speak without text, you tend to make mistakes. You tend to repeat yourself. You tend to confuse between one sentence here and another sentence there, one point here and another point there, especially if the speech is over 23 years. Yet, Rasul never confused a single word or a single letter. It is precisely where it has to be. Let's look at one linguistic position of the Quran. Look at Surah Al-Jum'ah, ayah number one and ayah number two. يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ الْمَلِكُ الْقُدُّوسِ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمِ There are four names of Allah here. Al-Malik, the king, Al-Quddus, the source of purity, the one that is most pure. Al-Aziz, the one with the authority. Al-Hakim, the wise. These are all simple translations. So this ayah is describing Allah. In the next ayah, Allah describes the Prophet Minhum. He is the one that sent an unlettered Prophet from among them. So the Prophet وسلم, he has four responsibilities. The job of the Prophet is to recite the ayat of Allah. The second is to purify the, his people. The third is to teach them the book, teach them the law, and finally to teach them wisdom. There are four responsibilities of the Prophet. 
And when you look to the ayah before it, Allah mentioned four names of Allah. Out of the 99 beautiful names of Allah, Allah chose four names in ayah number one, which is Al-Malik, the king. The king issues a scripture which the messenger is going to recite. And then the second one is Al-Quddus. He is the source of purity. What is the second responsibility of a messenger? To purify his people. Where does he get this purity from? Al-Quddus, the source of purity. And then you see the third description that Allah used in the first ayah about himself, Al-Aziz. And what is the third responsibility of the Prophet? To teach them the law, the book. Only the one with authority can issue a law, can make a law. So Al-Aziz is now telling his messenger, teach them the law. Where is the law coming from? The one that has the authority, Al-Aziz. And finally, The messenger is to teach his people wisdom. Where is this wisdom coming from? Al-Hakim, the most wise. Allah uses four names to describe himself. Al-Malik, this corresponds with the responsibility of a messenger, which is Tilawatu Ayatihi, to recite his, the signs, the miraculous signs of the king. And the second responsibility of the Prophet, where is this going to get this? From Al-Quddus, which is the second description that Allah used in the first ayah of Surah Al-Jum'ah. The third responsibility of the messenger, to teach them the law, where is he getting the law from? The most authoritative, the one with the authority, Al-Aziz. And finally, teach these people wisdom. Where is this wisdom coming from? Al-Hakim. You see this beautiful symmetry, not only in this two ayat, this pair ayat, you see them in the entire Quran, that you will not find contradictions in the Quran. Allah says, أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنِ أَوَلَوْ كَانَ مِنْ عِنْدِ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ لَوَجَدُوا فِيهِ إِخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا Don't you do deep reflection of the Quran. If it's not from Allah, surely, certainly you will find contradictions in it. So if you were to look at the first ayah in the Quran, the last ayah in the Quran, you will not find any contradiction. This is the precision of the Quran. And remember, it's an oral tradition. The Prophet didn't get to write it and then edit it. No, it is just spontaneous coming out from the Prophet What the Quraysh saw was just an unlettered man who, who does not read nor write now reciting something miraculous so precise over a period of 23 years this is the linguistic miracle and also the miracle of precision in the quran you, we also have the miracle of prophecy in the quran there are certain ayat for instance in surah al-rum allah predicted the victory of the romans over the persians years before the victory happened and it was at a time where it was impossible it was deemed impossible for the Romans to come back and defeat the Persians. The Romans and the Persians have been at war for hundreds of years when Prophet Muhammad came. Sometimes the Romans were stronger, sometimes the Persians were stronger. But when the Prophet was doing his dawah in Mecca, the Persians were stronger. The Persians defeated the Romans. It was unthinkable for the Romans to make a comeback. Yet Allah said, in less than 10 years, you're going to see the Romans winning. And it happened exactly as how Allah mentioned in the Quran. It was impossible for a man in 7th century Arabia 
to have predicted that. You also have historical miracle in the Quran. Historical miracle meaning something that has happened in the past. There's nothing transmitted about it to Arabia and in some cases to anywhere in the world that made it impossible for Prophet Muhammad to have known it. For instance, we have the one of the great architects, great builders of Fir'aun in the Quran, his name is Haman. Haman being the assistant of Fir'aun is not mentioned in the Bible. And the Jewish people being proud of their history, they, they claim that if they, there is this character known as Haman assisting Fir'aun, persecuting the Israelites, surely they would have known it, surely it would have been in their books. And for centuries, enemies of Islam have been saying, see, finally, there is a mistake in the Quran. Yet, when Napoleon Bonaparte invaded Egypt, he and his team invented a science called Egyptology. They were digging and trying to study the ancient kingdoms of Egypt. And they managed to actually decipher hieroglyphy. And when they deciphered this hieroglyphic writings, they found that in one of the walls, it is written, the chief architect of Firaun, and his name is Aman. This was only discovered in the 18th century, almost a thousand years after the Quran was revealed. How is it that no one in the entire world knew about Haman, yet Prophet Muhammad knew about it? This is another evidence, historical evidence, pointing to the miraculous nature of the Quran, pointing to the fact that the Quran is impossible to have been written by a human being. Allah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah.